0: Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran. Minister
1: Catherine Martin, the Minister for Tourism, Culture, Arts, Gwail Talk, Sport and Media, announced this day last week additional funding of €50 million euro to support the live performance sector. Representing the live performance sector, um, one aspect of it on the programme today, I'm joined by the Music and Entertainment Association of Ireland's uh, Matt McGranahan. Good morning to you, Matt.
2: Good morning, Alan. Thank you very much for having
1: us on. And somebody who's been watching this uh, unfold very closely with a strong interest in the arts is Fianna Falls, Senator Malcolm Byrne. Good morning to you, Malcolm.
0: Good morning, Alan. Good morning, Matt. And uh, good morning to your
1: listeners. So, Malcolm, I'll start with you then. What's in this €50 million euro package?
0: Uh, so, there, there are a number of measures. Uh, now I, I'm still quite disappointed, as I'm sure many people are, that we are seeing uh, fresh restrictions being put in place. Uh, on the theater and live entertainment sector um i'm i'm particularly disappointed obviously on on the the side of theaters where you know restrictions are now uh, that theaters can only have 50% capacity for a lot of venues that does not make it viable to uh, allow for performances so one of the questions i'm certainly going to be asking minister martin is Uh, You know, the science or the rationale behind that, because I I have to say, anybody who's been in a theatre in recent times, they're safe, controlled environments. You go in... Your COVID search is checked. In some cases, I've had my temperature checked. Masks are required in the auditorium. So we, we've got to get you know kind of the evidence as to why theaters are not allowed to continue, and particularly as well after January the 9th. There's no point on January the eighth making announcements around changes for theaters. We we need to get answers now mm. uh, as to what's likely to happen in January in terms of the
1: yeah the package. Uh, the support, what's in the package? The support
0: yeah. package. Uh, that that is available so this is again uh it's sort of there there have been additional supports that have been made available to artists and musicians and venues earlier this year they are now being extended Uh, what this will also cover is uh some of the large-scale performances will now be able uh, to apply for additional funding from the arts council but crucially, Alan, and this is something that, that I worked quite hard on with Senator John Cummins from Waterford. Um, we know about the local amateur pantos. I mean, I know that, you know, the, the, the panto in Rexford, the panto in where they're looking at going ahead. Uh, if they had to reduce to 50% capacity, they would lose money. Uh, anybody who's involved uh, in a show knows that that's the case. So w- what we've got put in place uh, is now a 5 million euro fund, which and it's not going to be distributed by the Arts Council. It's going to be distributed by local authorities. Uh, so it will mean that, that local pantomime societies or theatre groups... Production that they planned over this period, where they 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 may face losses, and in fact, it's almost certain they would face losses with fifty percent restrictions. Uh, but they will be able to apply to the local authorities to get some of those uh, losses covered. Okay, uh, I was trying to get the, the detail. I'm I'm being told, by the way, that the detail of that scheme should be available by this weekend, and I'll be happy when when, when we have the detail on it. Um, but I think it it is, us, yeah. it's it's something that uh, you know I i been okay. acutely conscious of, and I'm I'm happy that that is in place. But that, but that said, listen. I, 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 know for every for Matt and for artists and musicians, hmm. they need certainty after January the 9th, well, We well, can't have this constant um, in and out of, okay. of, of, of of restrictions.
1: Let's let's get Matt's reaction to what uh, this latest tranche of funding is. First off, Matt, uh, before I even get your reaction to the funding, do you think that the entertainment scene has been the soft touch uh, for these restrictions once again bearing the brunt of it? What's your view on this?
2: Uh, uh, not just my view, Alan, but uh, that's really what we were told last week by the Tanishda as well, that there is no evidence, there's no scientific evidence that the uh, theatres, the live entertainment pubs, anywhere where live entertainment happens, uh, that the, there's no evidence that there were any uh, spikes or transmissions or anything like that, mm. uh, or cases attributable to it. It's just that it's, it's really the easiest sector to close, where you have the uh, you know most amount of socialization happens so uh, just the i think the term is used that it's, it's just easier for the acts to fall on this sector so yes we, we are as uh, the t-shirt so euphemistically pondered, taking one for the team and we've been taking one for the team for 20 months and uh, you know at this stage you know we do need support and more certainty right uh, and getting musicians until next year until next april do, do you think it could have been
1: handled differently, Matt? Because the speed of this—I mean, I've heard. To be fair to Malcolm, there he—he and he, um, he can clarify. But listening to him this morning, he himself was alarmed by the speed of this. Because we've had situations <clears throat> where there were concerts sold out here in County Wexford now have to be rejigged to early next year or whatever. Sold out shows, and we—we we spoke to—I um, uh, think it was Mary Coughlin, Francis Black, and Sharon Shannon on the program on Monday, and then I was speaking to Mary Coughlin on the Friday, uh, and the gig had to be deferred postponed I mean it's it's shocking the way it's been done and, uh, and there are theaters that have the filtration systems that these uh, shows could go ahead at full capacity with the safety guides in measure would you,
2: would you agree well I, yeah I think you know so the theaters could continue to operate safely at hundred percent there's there's no question about that there's no proof to or, or no evidence to suggest otherwise uh, but you know, the speed of this the, the, the restrictions came in overnight the, the, you know on, on the Thursday night they were announced and they came in on the Friday night. but the, this has been going on since the fourth of November. The industry reopened on the twenty second of October with restrictions in place. The fourth of November, the CMO advised to dial back in socialising immediately immediately uncertainty and hesitancy happened. And cancel uh, gigs were cancelled. Christmas parties started to be cancelled. So a lot of people in the corporate market who would play in pubs or play Christmas parties in hotels, a lot of those musicians, their their December December diaries were slowly being eroded. Until even the week before the restrictions were announced, we were seeing up to seventy five and hundred percent cancellations for many musicians. So no, they, this this didn't just sneak up. Really and truly, you know, this the, this or it wasn't just a shock. This this was coming down the line, and I think the restrictions just kind of sealed, you know, put the official tin hat on. Yeah. But the need for support. For, for musicians and workers in the industry right. it was very much evident since the start of November. Um, Malcolm, Malcolm, I, I know uh, like
1: you are a representative of the government party and per- perhaps you, you might feel duty-bound to defend them, but can you defend them in this particular instance? Could it have been handled differently? Um, like you, We've heard from Sean Defoe there that the relationship between Neffert and the government is strained according to him, and he's watching this very, very closely. Did the government just bow to Neffert in this uh, situation far
0: too quickly? Well, I, I think being blunt, um, Sean, I, I think one of the concerns was after what happened last January where we saw, you know, the, the huge spike in cases. Um, you know, the government was very reluctant to, you know, challenge or, or diverge from methods advice. Um The point I would make is we're in a completely different situation. Uh, to where we were last Christmas and last January. You know, 3.8 million people, about 96% of the population are double jabbed. We're on about 1.4 million people who've had their third jab uh, at this stage. And, and as everyone said, look, when, when you can get your booster, go out and get your booster. That's our, our best guard against this vaccine. Uh, so I, I, I am concerned. I, I would agree with Matt. I mean, I, I'll give you an example. I was in, I, I happened to be in, you know, last... Thursday week I was in the Borgosh Theatre on Friday I was in Gory Little Theatre and on the Sunday night I was down at the One Act All-Ireland Drama Finals in Ennis where there were three county Wexford groups taking part in all of those theatres and venues as is the case with every venue uh, in, uh, uh, the country, you know, all the safety measures are in place. You know, my COVID search was checked. My identity was checked. You know, there's ventilation, as Matt said. You know, th- these are, these are venues that are used to working within very strict health and safety, uh, regulations. And to suddenly make an announcement on a Friday that from Tuesday you had to cut to 50% capacity, it's not just a switch on, switch off operation. And I, I, yeah. I, I expressed my view quite angrily to, to Tisha Gantanishta. Um, I, I think that, I mean, the point is, I think the financial packages that are, have been put in place, as with business, I think it's generally acknowledged that, that for the most part, they are quite good. There, there's some tweaking that needs to be done. Mm. But this is about more than about being able to get money into the hands of venues or musicians. This is about people's identity, their livelihoods. Um, we want to get people back performing and live on stage. It can be done in a safe way. Okay. And my immediate concerns now... Uh, apart from the schemes, and getting the detailed schemes out, though, is to provide certainty after the 9th of January. Because you know, Alan, there are groups all over Wexford, all over Ireland, and theatres who are now planning, you know, what is our spring schedule going to be? There's there's drama groups who are planning their three act festival circuit. There are musical societies who are planning musicals for the spring. We're in a much better uh, situation. Yes, sa- all safety has to be followed. Hmm. Um, but we have to be able to provide some level of certainty and clarity to all of those groups. All right. Uh, over the next number of
1: months. Matt, I want to get a final comment from you on this issue because you and I have chatted, I'd say, several occasions now, particularly yes. within the last six months. Uh, at this stage, are you completely disillusioned? Are are you optimistic for the future? I mean, if, apart from the, the theatre side of this, there's the live music scene as well, the up-and-coming young artists, the pub scene. There's so much more than just live theatre to be discussed here. What's your gut
2: feeling today? Well, I just want to acknowledge something that, that, that Malcolm's saying there and really uh, have to take issue with it because I, I, I'm not that particularly concerned at the moment with the 9th of January. I'm concerned at this moment in time with the messages and the, the emails that I'm getting from people wondering uh, how can they get back on PUP, wondering should they cancel their PTSE €128 Euro that they're scared of losing and not getting the pub. That's where we're at. And we're, we're only a week from Christmas. So, I I mean, I know it's the the time of year and that, but there is a serious issue here We're we're workers in this industry uh, who were playing within the rules of the pub system, some who signed up and some who didn't, and and for all different reasons, there are several anomalies there. And 25 million was made available uh, for for this emergency, this crisis at the moment with the restrictions. And that 25 million has gone into competitive supports uh, that musicians cannot apply for that promoters, producers, and venues can apply for. And so again, musicians are at the back of the queue with their hand out, trying to get a few pounds to survive over Christmas. That's what needs to be dealt with right now, because that is the hole that is sinking the ship.
1: Can you respond and to then that, then to Malcolm? i just get Malcolm's response to that issue there. That's that, that just...
0: <laughs> Well, I, I've engaged with Matt, obviously, on, on, on these issues before. Um, the intention is that anybody who, you know, has lost work over this period uh, as a result of the new restrictions, uh, that, that the, the pop will be restored uh, to them. Uh, and, and, and that's the position. I, I am aware, Matt, and as you know, I've been raising this around some of the anomalies uh, that are in the system. Uh, the EWSF scheme for those venues and so on that actually employ people and that would obviously include some of the pubs and hotels that have been impacted, That is also been extended One other thing which I think is, is is very important is that today in fact there are meetings around a new universal basic income scheme uh, for artists support that will be provided for artists particularly when they're between gigs yes. which is a long term strategy and I, I do get Matt's, Matt's point about look there are the immediate concerns we have to address while i'm working on addressing that i also think it's important that we do get clarity uh, for after the the uh, the 9th of january i i don't see them as mutually exclusive i think we have to provide the supports immediately that are there but we also need to be able to make sure for right. those who are involved in the arts and live entertainment sector that we know what's going to happen in the spring we can't we can't keep yo-yoing in and out uh, okay. of, of of these kind of restrictions. I have to leave it sector. as it's gone
1: over time, but I think the point Matt made there that in the in the week of Christmas there are musicians struggling, and I, I think Matt at one stage you and I had a conversation. I'm, I'm not sure if it was you or another member of the union told me they literally had the price of a loaf of bread. Is that was that you that t- that day,
2: Matt? Um, yeah, was you, wasn't it? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So so that's how it is financially. That. We're seeing that now, and we're seeing a situation worse. Worse than ever since the start of this pandemic, and this is you know a couple of months after the reopening plan, and we're seeing the industry and many people in the industry in a worse position. Okay. So yes, we we do, have to, we do have to deal with the 9th of January, but my God, we have to address the problem right now, and when it's addressed, then figure out the future. Southeast Radio's morning mix.
0: chat, news and your views.